I've been waiting a long time to set the record straight with you, man. He's setting the record straight, motherfucker. I trusted you, Don. I trusted that what we were doing was bigger than all of us. But turns out all you wanted to do was get your ball sack played with by some woman with bad credit. It's an age-old tale. His trust was betrayed by time. Balls and wiener. I don't get it, McDermott, man. You used to be so easygoing. And... Yeah, I was. I was easy breezy. And then guess what? I fell out of a plane and hit the ground, and I didn't bounce. But you know what did bounce? My butthole through my face. Geronimo Spillett. Displaced I'm so sorry, McDermott. I need your help, man. I, I feel so empty. Don't you get it, Don? This is where all the cars we sell end up. It's not about the cars. It's about the team and finding people you love. That's it. What do I do? You know what to do. Get off the road, man. Ladies, gentlemen, and motherfucking racist pieces in between. Yo, this is your motherfucking boy, your friend, your speak, your communicator of things that you may not want to say out loud, but I say them anyway because I give no fucks. Yo, this is your dude, Soap Apple, again, with another motherfucking episode of the Soap Apple Incognito podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and recent pieces in between. What do we call this motherfucker? We call it the Spick podcast. And I'm very happy and excited to be able to talk to y'all because I didn't get to last week and kind of the days is be blurring and um, just a kind of quick little tidbit. Um, your boy has been in between gigs, you know what I'm saying, on my new entrepreneurial tip or as Arizona verse like to say, Tommy from fucking Martin, which I take with great disrespect, um, but also, I mean, know a lot of truth to it and uh, I've been jumping around. It's funny because I almost felt like... Uh, and I don't know if I can't correlate to club hopping because I don't do such things, but, you know, like we go, we make a cameo appearance, you get the feeling for things, and then you move on to the next. I know I have been the type to go church hopping because you can go to one place, you want to sniff out the bullshit, and then, you know, you go about your merry way into something else, hopefully more fulfilling. And uh, it's been funny how I was trying to plan things, because I don't know if I told y'all or not, but I was able to get that government gig that, uh, you know, they've been waiting on just for the sheer fact of, of being, you know, a grown man business, right? Uh, still being too much of a chicken shit to go out there and uh, do my stand-up thing. But that, that'll come with time, hopefully, once I see an opening, once I meet the right Jew assistant uh, in Hollywood or, or what have you. Uh, you know, that's that's never outside the reins. I'm really, I mean, you never know how you're going to tax something until it's, you know, 10 pounds. Uh, but regardless of that, I'm trying to, again, get my main priorities situated just because, you know, we got to live in a logical and coherent reality. And I could I could understand that maybe my understanding or beliefs may not, again, go inside with what might be commercially accepted or sheep worthy. But whatever, whatever. We just, you know, we got to get our ducks in a row, right? And uh, once I figured that shit out, I got a time length. I had just at the time, I was with the, this uh, windshield uh, place. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but, you know, good people, you know what I'm saying, good job. But that I was feeling at some point, I'm like, man, I really don't like working. <laughs> and, and it takes, and you might already understand how your work ethic, you know, portrays and there's a lot of other factors in the mix that just made me not feel what it was uh, but it's funny because jobs that are hiring 
down you because they got work that needs to be done for you to come in and not want to do that. Get the fuck out of there, which is exactly what I did. And the only reason I did at the time because there was another gig that I was jumping into, and actually I just did about two weeks there. First week was training, second week with the call JT on the job training, you know, kind of getting the feels for the real thing. And this place who I want to give a big ups to, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't want to speak anything negatively and how things might have popped off. Um, but they're a big organization. Um, I want to say almost nationwide, uh, for sure out here in AZ, out in Texas, out in Florida, uh, all the crazy states, right? Also states that happen to be the places where a lot of illegal migrants, you know, touch down at. For example, here in Arizona, we're a border town. There's a lot of border towns between here and Mexico. So that's, you know, South America. And uh, same thing with Texas. You're so close, like, to Juarez and all the gangster parts where motherfuckers are going up there fucking, you know, shooting the goddamn cowboys. And then, you know, motherfucking places like uh, Florida where you got motherfucking spicks fucking coming down goddamn river tubes. Like, you know, it's 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 cultivating place for these migrants. Now, one of the things that I realized, especially because they, I don't say they specialize, but the primary... Um, patient or client, uh, as it will, they're coming from Central America. So like your Honduras, your um, fucking Guatemala, you know what I'm saying? All the fucking damn near indigenous looking motherfucking Mexican types. But again, these are different countries. They ain't Mexicans. They, it ain't the same shit. If you anything outside of Latino, you might not understand the subgenres of Latinos, but that's exactly how it is. Just like in rock, you have fucking grunge, you have your punk, you have post-hardcore or whatever the fuck, all these other things, degent, you know, all these fucking different types. Well, in that same case, same thing with the races. Just Italian, you know saying, ain't one nigga all the same, and there's a million types of Asians. It's, it's, they're just different seasons, different flavors of everything, right? One's particular sort of thing, that's again, that's just a primary source of folk that you see in that tripped out because I can understand, you know, most Afro-Latinos, you know, like Dominican, uh, some, you know, in Cuba, uh, you know, when your boy Christopher Columbus was going around, this motherfucker was giving slaves to everybody because it was money. And, you know, you can only hold so many. So when you stop and buy, hey, take all the fuckers that I got. Well, again, whether it be off of some cuckold shit or whether because they got to become free, they spread their seed and, you know, shit mixed. And it just tripped me out because, again, I'm not dealing with cats from Florida. So I'm not thinking I'm going to see a lot of Dominicans, a lot of Cubans, things of that nature. And I've seen two straight up. I mean, they look like they could have been Chief Keith Cousins. You know what I'm saying? Straight up speaking Spanish. And I'm thinking, ah, it's Cubano. You know, you, you know, you, you know, you that type. And motherfuckers just looking at me like, no, nigga, I'm from Honduras. So it tripped me out just to kind of see that. And it, in, in, in a way, is mad fucking beautiful. That I mean, we're so close to one another. It's ridiculous that we don't see beyond that. It's ridiculous that we could look at just the shade and presume, assume, and doom and gloom so much idiotic bullshit. Because again, we're just looking at you know the upfront, not thinking about the deeper. And I'm sure y'all, the audience, y'all, whole lot more smarter, whole lot more hip to them to think on that nature but it just it, it tripped me out and one of the things that really got me to where i'm at i felt like i was doing some of god's work 
is it being with these cats? Because again, when let's say for example, some family hopping on a motherfucking whatever it is that they got to do for the travels, which by the way, if I can ever recommend a movie, a documentary, if you go to YouTube, they'll charge you. But if you you know do your Googles, you can find one for free. It's about an hour long. It was a on HBO. If y'all niggas got the HBO now, y'all real fancy, paying the extra ten dollars a month, y'all could probably look it up that way. But it's called Which Way Home, and it's following a lot of these migrants who again they're coming from central america and i didn't realize how far central america is from south america you would have thought that north america there would have been a central america and then south no it's not exactly how it works and my ignorance i had to learn that and uh I, this the fucking trails that these motherfuckers have to do in order, to, you know, to get just to Mexico, just to then try to find the connect or to make your way through up to the United States. Like, motherfuckers, like, I gotta respect people who gotta take that route. See, now it's one thing, you got money, you're taking an airplane, you can invest in a visa and do all this shit. But no, motherfuckers, some of these kids, and again, mind you, I was working with uh, children, you know what I'm saying? Maybe um, children, teenagers, things. And it's once you're 18, you're an adult. So understand that cutoff, keep that in mind. And uh, man, these cats would like hop on trains. Like, literally have to tie themselves because they're going to fall asleep and that train is going to eventually have to make a turn and your ass is going to roll off. So I wonder, like, how long it took the fuckers to realize I better, you know what I'm saying, tie myself here. And, uh, and of course, the fucked up thing about that with all the pulling and all the tugging and all the shit like that, motherfuckers come get to the United States with some motherfucking broken ribs. You know what I'm saying? If they could even fucking survive it. So it's it, it's mad uh, disheartening to, to see the shit they got to go through. And then again, to make it. And then, you know, to hopefully not be robbed, raped, and fucking beaten uh, to make, you know, the way into the land. And then for there, just to, of course, deal with racism, hatred, and motherfuckers trying to send you back. Now, one of the great things, because there was some fuck shit that I think it had to happen in 87 where a woman was trying to cross... Uh, of course, she was like raped and beaten on the way. Uh, finally made it. I think she made it just to become a fucking house cleaner or someone, uh, or the daughter of a house cleaner. Just, anyways, there was recollection. Some actor had put money in to try to fight her case. It literally took from '87 till 2003 to where they started to pass a law to look out for these children who, again, some you know. People might use, you know, have anchor babies in order to keep themselves here. But check this out. We'll kick those motherfuckers out and we'll keep the babies. And then, I mean, it's it's bad enough at all the, I mean, cases that I've heard of or that's been going on from, you know, negligent parents uh, who, of course, leave their kids malnourished or just in impoverished fuck situations to defend for themselves. I mean, we have enough of that. You know, we have enough druggies and fucktards. And, and that are, you know, national, not nationals, but are locals who, who do fuck shit that keep um, foster homes busy and, you know, enough broken homes, you know, to, to, to spread the opposite of love around, right? Well, then you got some of the fuckers who, again, are trying to fucking pass, trying to touch down here where we are, where, you know, we might be complaining about whatever first world problems that we have. These motherfuckers literally don't got shit to eat. Or, you know what I'm saying, the fucking family ain't are on some kind of religious bullshit that allows them not to contribute or to have access to birth control, who, again, keep shitting kid after kid out. 
And, I mean, without it sounding any worse than what it sounds like, I mean, kids can be a burden. You know what I'm saying? As much as they're a blessing, they're also a burden. So can you imagine someone with, with uh, less means and abilities to them to have all these fucking burdens? Like, it's it's no wonder why a lot of them go into war. It's no wonder why a lot of them go into trafficking or, you know what I'm saying, smuggling or doing some kind of gangster shit to try to get themselves out of the situation that they are because, again, we're a product of our environment. And whether that environment makes you into a fucking douchebag because you got, you know, that blue blood money from generations that none of you have ever fucking earned or, you know what I'm saying, you could be just, you know, a fucking devious motherfucker because you know no other way than the way of the wolf, you know what I'm saying, and... Things of that nature, mind you, these are not excuses. I'm just saying, you know, these are these are reasons behind these shits. So when they're trying to cross over here, like it gave me so much, so much more, uh, like compassion for the hustle, for the for the fucking the uh, the motivation that they have. Because again, you know, I'm I'm barely a first generation here, but I mean, I would I don't hardly know shit of my roots. I definitely don't go out voicing, you know what I'm saying, for for my heritage because partially don't give a fuck. And the other part is that, you know, it don't really apply to much of my daily life. So things that nature is is where culture and shit gets lost. Uh, But that's also where it's up to us, you know, to make our own uh, uh, traditions and and things of that nature. But again, back to just seeing the struggle and the hustle that these kids had to do, you got to put them somewhere. And uh, luckily, there's organizations that, again, after, I don't know, 12, 13 years of, uh, of fighting, finally made it, you know, a sort of thing to where, you know, nonprofits are able to spring up. So then then you kind of have your wariness of, oh, well, every time I deal with a nonprofit, you figure, nigga, someone's pocketing something, right? Someone's got to be making something. But, you know, it just it costs to live. And um, it's funny that the way that I see some of these kids live, although they're prisoners— I, it, with another thing that's, that's funny is that in this uh, jumping of off off point from, you know, trying to find a gig, I actually had a, a brief thing with our local sheriff's office, seeing how they how they process the food and how they, you know, be feeding inmates and how they do all this shit. Like you definitely, mind you, it ain't a matter of cutting corners. It's just a matter of using the proper resources and you know doing it to a certain, you know, wave of extent that has to, of course. Be safe and sound, but at the same time, you got to be able to, you know, kill as many birds with as you know little amount of stones as possible. Which I've lived that way for fucking majority of my life, so I get it. I understand as much as I hate business, I understand and respect it. Now, um, in that same cause, it's funny that seeing that um, most you know people doing time for whatever bullshit that's going on, you know, you don't get three hats in a cot. You know, you get one hat, and then one, uh, you know whatever edible you know and as well you know as getting your fucking concrete floor of a of a bed which mind you again you shouldn't have too many fucking perks when you're arrested or being dumb enough to do whatever it is that you've done done and i'm not, I'm not knocking that there's not um you know situations where you might just get fucked due to um fucking uh what's the word it's so funny because i always use it when when i talk about this DUI. i got fucking with um being a goddamn part of the quota you know like you gotta the cops got a quota to make so you may not see them actually work work and near the end of the month where that quota is due and if you went two miles over the speed limit or you drunk by the slightest degree you're fucked you know what i'm saying i, I can't knock the shitty situation 
situations like that. So not everyone that's doing time, you know, I can't say that's fair, but, you know, that's just life. Life isn't fair. But I laugh and I smile uh, because these kids who, again, didn't have much shit to begin with and probably won't have much if they don't have someone to sponsor them or to, you know, take them in and things of that nature, uh, they, they get fed really well. Like, I'm talking about breakfast, lunch, dinner, and there's snacks in between, and they get fucking fresh Nikes, and although everyone's dressed the same, they get, you know, fresh pairs of clothes, and they're taken care of, and I feel, and I hope that as they see this, it's not just a matter of, oh, well, this is what I get for making it. I hope this is like, okay, this is what happens when you go for something that you dream, hope, hoping that it's going to instill something in them and at the same time too that you know they're doing school things they're learning they're learning english so you know mother racist fucks who say you know speak goddamn you know tongue of the language you know tongue of the land they truly can and it's funny because uh they call everyone mr and mr you know to show them respect and uh just just it's it it fucking it, it makes me trip so much because uh, you know they'll be like oh hey mister mister how was your day or or mister welcome to my class or just li- little things like that you know that 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 they pick up on and they learn obviously from the classes um but what's even funnier is when you can tell that they're picking up things from the workers there because i hear some of the girls fucking scream oh my god and it just and it trips me out because of course they had to have heard that from a bitch tripping on whatever the fuck bullshit she's tripping on so it's just it, it's it's just man it's just magic and it brought a lot of warmth to my heart uh but then at the same time as i'm working it i get the heads up yo government jobs coming so I'm thinking, well, shit, I definitely can't pass on that opportunity. So as much as I, I felt, you know, like I was giving back and learning, and I, and I do every time that I've been jumping ships, I've been learning shit, you know what I'm saying? If that ain't the, if I'm not the captain of that ship, I don't got to go down with it. But again, so I'm, just, you know, definitely trying to take advantage of every opportunity, trying to grow from it, and I'm hoping that I really knock um out the park we you know what i'm going to be doing now moving forward and definitely i'm going to be in such uh, again mind you you should never strive for mediocrity or commercialism but at least in this aspect i know that i'm going to have my holidays off i'm going to have my weekends off which means i'm going to hopefully hopefully if i do my chores and my mama don't get too mad at me i'm going to be able to you know hop online and i'll be able to communicate with y'all do this try to escalate this another way our boy arizona verse is being underpaid probably underfucked but overworked and that may be why you're not uh, hearing him but i'm i'm pretty sure he's on the interwebs i'm saying deep into the interwebs deep dark interwebs uh so definitely look out from there shout out to him and tell him man you gotta gotta do a fucking show popo again cut the bullshit uh, but speaking of some bullshit, though, I'm pretty sure y'all, maybe, if y'all follow on the YouTubes, notice that the page no longer exists. Supposedly, it was my fault. I didn't know that y'all didn't like the fucking clip art that I picked from my podcast. But you know what's my fucking podcast? Why are you bitching? It's a bitching a motherfucking provocative thing. Why are you so offended? You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as I try to be as spiritual as possible understand the flesh is for the flesh you know what i'm saying if it's clickbait then it's your dumb ass fault for clicking on it you know what i'm saying all i'm doing is is giving a fucking message that just happens to be the cover that's my autistic distribution not distribution description of how i'm feeling or maybe what i'm pining after at least that's the shit that i get 
for having such uh, voluptuous and scantily clad uh, females on the chits. But again, add enough dislikes or uh, reports and flags, I guess, what have you, to where they just end up deleting the page. So will there be another I'm Black, He's Mexican podcast? I mean, for the sake of the name goes, that's what you're going to see on the Podomatics, the iTunes, and um, SoundClouds, or however it is that you're ingesting this on. Um, but eventually, there's going to be a rebranding of things. And I'm hoping that I can continue with the Arizona verse because, you know what I'm saying? We, we've uh, been friends and brethren uh, for so long now. It'd be a shame just to have this shit go because, honestly, this is so, you know, therapeutic on one end, but also this is what I've been wanting to do. You know, I've been wanting to communicate with y'all. I've been wanting to um, just, I don't know, voice my voice and, um, you know, not so not be so queer about the whole goddamn thing and uh, hopefully enlighten, hopefully inspire, hopefully just, you know, open up avenues for, for other things. Who knows, you know what I'm saying? I could be blown with smoke, and I am, in fact, blown with some smoke. Uh, but those are all for, medic- for medicinal purposes. No, no, medical reasons. Yeah, that's, that's what the car's for. Um but yeah, I'm hoping that everyone is well. I'm pretty sure y'all have been up uh, with news and all the same old bullshits that it just seemed to continue to plague on over and fucking over again. Y'all, so I know one of the, the most recent things that, again, I'm pretty sure y'all seen a lot of coverage on was the school shooting up in Texas. And what trips me out is that now more and more are we truly making this motherfucker a weekly event? Because, again, I missed last week, and there was another fucking shooting. So it's like, it's kind of hard to kind of keep up with these things. And I feel like, at least this last one, I don't know the one before that, if the guy had killed himself or not, but this cat, um, I forget his fucking name, or even how to pronounce it, Demetrius Pogorazzi, some shit. can't really tell if he's Italian or not. I just know he's a white dude. And, um, and so I'm pretty sure because of this, fucking social media has been all up the ante talking about, you see how they're not always terrorists, or do you see that they're not always some nigga from the Middle East? Like, it's truly our own homegrown, you know what I'm saying, cats. And one of the stories that I recently saw by, uh, I guess one of the victims, her name was Shayna Fisher, her mama, Sadie Rodriguez, guess the race. I was just talking about how her daughter, who is, or I should say was, a real fucking little cutie, uh, was, I guess, being, um, not, I don't want to say courted, but, you know, the dude, the shooter was trying to, you know, make advances, hit on her, trying to take her out, what have you. I'm not too sure if they had something or he just maybe was just mad because, you know, persistent, and she would, you know, uh, you know, fan him off. Uh, but apparently, the, just the week before the shooting had popped off, it was uh, legit. She had, like, publicly shamed his ass. I'm not too sure if that was what kind of lit him up even more. I'm sorry, I mean amplified him more to light everyone else up. Uh, but definitely, I mean, you can only take so much rejection. And totally surprised that, you know, with this sort of shut-ins that we had nowadays, that a motherfucker just didn't off himself. The fact that he wanted to let it rip on everyone else, uh, you know, again, still not nothing new because we see it so motherfucking often, but I'm also wondering if with all this, especially since, and I'm not too sure if the dude from Vegas still holds a record for uh, for most successful or, you know, consistent or just most headcounts when it comes to this dying shit, I'm wondering, are we kind of leaving this? Like, is it 
especially now that you know there's more teens that are that are popping these shits off i'm wondering like or do we have like um, a fucking high score ranking that people are trying to achieve or trying to top like and why is it that it has become a weekly thing to where again it's not every so often as it once was at least you know no no it was getting more of a base to where okay once a month or then every two weeks and then literally now it's a fucking weekly thing and some things we don't fucking talk about because we're able to contain them but i mean so how many kills do you have to get before again it's a matter of discussion that we talk about you know that we shout it out nationally you know and i'm and i'm wondering what this is inspiring for others now you we can talk gun control and get the right wings all fucking flared up we can talk about alternatives and then have the left uh you know what i'm saying complain about us not doing you know going hard enough um you know we can pull on fucking you see you can't really make any one particular side completely happy or again make it seem like you're not catering to the other uh but another thing topic that i guess really doesn't really get talked about and again your affinity for you know might reflect as such depending on how you what your upbringing was or what sort of affliction or diversity that you had to face but it was funny because uh again i start the new gig this monday so uh, friday I had the day off you know went to handle some errands went to go clean get cleaned up talk to and i love going to fucking uh middle uh russians by way of some kind of muslim state because they just you know either either they're the most hardcore they're just the best russians are good with blades you know what the fuck can you do they just they just are so if you want to raise your fade you go find yourself a russian anyways i happened to run into one he had an old vintage barbershop i, I got to shout him out he's on central and van buren so if you're in the downtown phoenix area hit my dude up beautiful fucking shop good genuine hard worker you know what i'm saying and uh anyways we're talking chopping it up as most times happen in barbershops and i'm not too sure if it's because he had saw the tat on my neck or or what it was that got him comfortable to speak about religion but we went up we got on the subject that what would happen and mind you i can i understand that we're in this separation of church and state sort of thing but if you think about it, as much as we advance the technology, which I feel has nothing to do with religious uh, beliefs or spiritual connections, uh, one thing that definitely have happened since we took out the Pledge of Allegiance, since we have, um, you know, again, um, been so PR friendly to where we don't want to discriminate so that we don't talk about it at all, what would have happened if we would have kept religion in, in the schools? What would happen if, and again, mind you, this can is obviously the responsibility of the parents to kind of keep, uh, you know, one learning outside the classroom. Because obviously, as we saw for, and here in Arizona, for the red for ed bullshit that, again, just some motherfucker trying to, uh, you know, get in with some lobbyists. Or even just all across the country, you know, all, all the things with the schools and, you know, them trying to walk out in order for more pay which mind you by all means it's very much deserved because i can't stand my kids for too fucking long can you imagine fucking teachers having to deal with them more hours they got fucking bless them they should have so much you know assistance especially for mental health because i don't know how the fuck they do it you know what i'm saying that's probably why they strip in the evening where they fucking smoke man whatever that's like neither here nor there what i'm trying to say is um it's up to us to kind of educate you know, our kids to be able to have a basic understanding and respect for humanity. 
And whether or not you want to correlate and tie that into religion, I feel like it makes the most sense. Because if you take the most raw is facts and beliefs of most of these religions outside of wanting to believe, you know, that Muhammad was a prophet or to want to believe that Jesus was the son of God or to want to believe, you know, all these specific things that, again, is definitely the loopy part that I think makes most either agnostics or atheists be like, come on now, really? I need to say praise Jesus. Letter J wasn't made until what part of the century? You know, and then you, you, you know, start digging in deeper and deeper and you start and it's not even that it's inconsistencies it's just that you can see where things are more patent pending upon you know whatever the goal might have been and you know as, as much as i i love catholic school girls you know you gotta admit that you know when the catholic church definitely as far as the beginning this new pope is fucking the shit the most realest nigga out there uh, but before that, you know, there's so much money that went into the church, into the priest way of living, which, mind you, as a spiritual guidance and a quote-unquote, uh, you know, uh, lake of living water, you know what I'm saying? Those they, they should live properly so they can continue to, you know, feel and fill others' cups. Uh, but there's deaths to a certain extent, you know what I'm saying? Having a fucking gold toilet like fucking Trump, that's, that's when you start thinking, all right, that's a bit excessive. So what I'm trying to say is, you can tell where some religions try to make it for themselves in order to, of course, control and, you know, handle like governments do. Uh, if you can bypass that or, again, try to reverse it from that point to where it's not something that's been corrupted by a man and it's hard to find something on this earth that hasn't been corrupted by man because, again, once we see something pure, a fucking wolf or manipulator is going to take that to their advantage. And, you know, and I can't front to that, you know. Got a really good fucking woman that, that loves it all her heart, and yet I'm still greedy. You know what I'm saying? Why? There's no fucking reason, but it's just like the motherfucker said in, a, in Scarface, never underestimate the other guy's greed. And it's, it's the realest shit. You just, you can't. Because that shit is un... Uh, or un there's no end, you know. And especially when, when you talk about the the power in which faith, you know, and spiritual healing can bring, there's no substitute. There's no denying when you see a fucking miracle happen. You can not understand it and have to comprehend it in another way to where reality has to shift. But there's no denying truth. I mean, it's the same fucking reason motherfuckers went on goddamn crusades because they realized, you know, that nigga Jesus probably wasn't a joke. I, you know, I, 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 motherfucker was, was keeping the party lit, turning all the water into wine or, or whatever thing that touched you in whatever sort of sense. And that's why I can never deny, you know, I can never deny the power that comes from professing of that or from the love of that or, you know, I, I've seen too much to deny, right? Uh, but I'm also I've seen I've seen it push too many people away to where I don't need to be out there evangelizing, you know, at least not in the most commercial sense that most do, because it could be annoying. It could be seen as predatorial as well. Like I said, there's no winning them all because not everyone's the same. You got to fucking know your audience. Right now, in that same respect, Nick, and I keep getting lost. Forgive me. Um, there has to be a way that we can take those bare essential details and understandings to give them to kids so that they don't have to be full-on hard-on bastards you know by the time they are old enough to have the ability to hurt a lot of people 
And I think it just goes back. Mind you, we don't need to go back to the fucking Ten Commandments because I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot more that, you know, we didn't want to let go of. Uh, in the same essence, there's that old fucking joke where I guess Moses comes down and he's like, got some good news and bad news. Bad news is adultery still out of the question. But good news is like, I brought it down to 10. And in that same essence, you know, no one wants fucking rules and regulations. But again, without it, if there wasn't some kind of ecosystem, whether it be of prey and predator or, or things of that nature, I mean, shit would truly be chaos and, and there'd be such an imbalance that, you know, we get the fuck world that we have. Same reason why they're trying to fucking bring back goddamn Willie Mammoths by uh, gene slicing elephants with, you know, fossilized DNA from them shits from back in the day and they want to put them in the Arctic to somehow give us a rebalancing of things and will that can't prevent or you know or uh, you know Cohen will, will that have any fucking sort of affliction or effect with you know global warming and all the fucking heat that we're radiating from our own fucking concoctions I mean who the fuck knows but again if we don't test the theory how the fuck will we know if it works or not so again all respect to that and 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 again back to wanting to teach kids the basics I mean if we could teach motherfucker the ABCs why can we not teach them to treat their fellow and again they use real old, outdated terms, but the word neighbor is supposed to be like, you know, like your own brother, like your, you know, someone that you would, you know, want, to, you know, to respect just like yourself. Because if, if you were to, to truly give in that aspect the way you would want for yourself, can you imagine how friendly of a fucking world this would be? Can you imagine how well we would get along? I mean, hell, or blessed BHS say, can you imagine if we could, like, undo, I mean, well, eventually, can we be unified? I, I definitely believe we can. Can the unification also bring us back to some Old Testament shit about the Towers of Babel where we have to be separated for our own fucking good? Possibly. But again, look at look at all the vibes of shit that we have to go through in order to get there. And again, I just go back to, to seeing uh, just all the killings because we become, you know, not to say immune, but we yeah, we become like numb or um, just so used to all the shit that we see. I mean, it could only get more from here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it could only get worse. It's funny too. If you ask, um, uh, I think it's Siri or one of them, you know, about uh, uh, the end of days or some shit like that. They, I think one of the funniest things I remember her, her saying was, yeah, don't worry. It can only get worse. <laughs> Meaning, you know, saying enjoy this shit while you can because you know, eventually it can get worse. And not that I want to, you know, breathe those things into existence. It's not that I want bad shit to happen, but I want I want to try to limit it, stop it, soften it as much as possible. And I feel like if we had an understanding, if we had a respect for one another, if we're able to properly communicate, I mean, mind you, can we get rid of bullies? I mean, that's, that's a tall order. Can we get rid of hate in people's hearts? I mean, again, it, the people are what they are. But, it's all about, you know what I'm saying, your upbringing, you know? You know what I'm saying? If you grew up being, you know, respectful, showing respect, getting respect, I'm pretty fucking sure you're going to allow for that chain to continue. But if all you've seen is fuck shit, I mean, then is it far-fetched to believe that you're going to do nothing but fuck shit as well? You know what I'm saying? And it's, I know one of the things that uh, that's definitely needed um is just is is that rebalancing act because again you know I, I grew up where you know broken home and because of that 
I don't want that shit. So, will that make me put up with a whole lot more shit in order to keep things together? You better fucking believe it. Am I spoiled and I should be doing that anyway? You better fucking believe it. But again, you know, there's greed is a motherfucker. And if you could ever shut that part up, I want to say you're pretty strong. Or I want to say that you're doing good. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's far too easy to want to live a hedonistic life. Because why the fuck not would you not only care about yourself? You know? But it's it's like a clock, you know what I'm saying? Each gear is moving another piece, which is moving another piece, which is moving another piece, and you don't know what part of the fucking puzzle you are. You just know that when it's time to fit, you got to fit. Or you're fucked, you get thrown away, and the whole puzzle, you know, is, is garbage because we're fucking missing a piece. Fuck it. We'll get another one. And, um... And in a fucked up, in a fucked up way, I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen with this. Because until we can figure out how to try to stop it or how to try to heal, we're just going to get more and more shit of this nature. And I feel like that's a scary thing. And it's, and again, I can't expect um, for anyone to ever agree on what the right path would be, especially when it comes to that of your faith or that in which your tradition has. Because again, we get so. St- complacent in what's comfortable or what's familiar that you'll be in a shitty situation, whether that be a relationship, whether that be a job, whether that just be a way of fucking life because you're so used to it. Anything else seems scary. But if you stay in your comfort zone, how the fuck can we grow? Truly. Yeah, one of the things, because I, I got to mention, we're talking about learning, we're talking about passing on good messages. Uh, speaking of just passing things along, uh, California has actually seen like a record rise in cases of sexually transmitted diseases. And those we pass on like fucking uh, mints at the, on top of a fucking pillow in a hotel room. But this spike, though, of numbers of stillbirths caused by syphilis marks a third year in a row that the state has been, you know, again, has a widespread on STDs. Now they're saying that more than 300,000 cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, early syphilis uh, were counted back in 2017. And they're saying that the California Department of Public Health officials saying that, again, the upsurge constitutes of a 45% increase compared to five years ago. That's a pretty big fucking jump in shit. And mind you, it, it's it's funny because I noticed, and again, I'm not going to blame this on hip-hop because, you know, I, I know the man loves to do that shit. But if you think about it, especially listening to one of those Dreamville niggas, Roz, Cobbs, Bobs, or fucking Vaz, one of them cats, it was, just, it was funny how he talks about, you know, I never use a condom. And I'm not too sure because that's been like a, a, a young nigga thing. Where, and mind you, 80s babies, they might have scared you with AIDS to want to believe in them. You can go into conspiracy theories about that. But there ain't no fucking doubt. A dirty poontang and a dirty dick don't fucking match. Well, actually, they do. And, but they'll, they'll, they'll catch you with something. You're going to get something from that. And it ain't a fucking well-received prize. Uh, but what trips me out, especially because, you know, they try to lock this down into being when you're kids. Well, I remember being in high school and being mad haterish that, you know, the local hall of the class was going out with some nigga that was like, you know, five, ten years her senior. And that, of course, is not a good fucking mix because you're not only you're getting all the communicable diseases of public school districts, 
out to, you know, one motherfucker who, you know, happened to be preying upon them. You got to imagine that that motherfucker then has whatever wifey, whatever girl, baby mama, whatever the fuck that he's passing that shit on to. And, of course, the her- hereditary wholeness is going to kick in because of whatever, you know, magnificent bullshit that he probably conjured up in her and just start spreading because now she's fucking out of spite, fucking out of envy, fucking out of all this. And then it just spreads you know what I'm saying? Spreads like a hose legs. And I don't know. That shit like that really makes me like freak the fuck out when I um, you know, went back to times of, you know, going on like POF or some bullshit like that. Like it's been years since I've been on anything like that. And I remember when I did try it and I was uh, you could say, quote-unquote, successful or mission accomplished, whatever the fuck I was trying to do, it freaked me out at how fucking easy it was. Mind you, at that point, that took some kind of creating a bio. Blah, blah, blah. That was one thing. I, I haven't lived in this current generation of swiping left or right or whatever the fuck like that because I imagine it's even easier, right? Uh, but can you imagine, like, oh, man, like some of the, the do's and don'ts that I can try to think back to of, like, when a bitch would say, you know, let's say I ran into condoms, or, you know, in a few instances where it ripped. Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm on birth control. Mm, really? Let, let, let me see your, let me see the fucking tablet. I, I, I got to see, they make sure you're on, you're on Sunday. What's today? You know? Or when they'll fucking hit you with, oh, I, I, I can't get pregnant. Like, oh, really, bitch? You want me to believe this thyroid problem is going to really stop you from doing this? In which case, oh, or my favorite one, fuck. Everyone is, oh, you know, and mind you, did I give in too many fucks at the time? It, it took me a little bit to learn and to get hip to it. But uh, another scary one is like when a bitch will say, like, oh, I'm, I'm allergic to latex. Oh, really, bitch? I don't fucking like it either, but never would I fucking say I'm allergic to this shit. Like, oh, my God. It's just, it's scary. <laughs> you gotta think about these things. And of course, as shit's happening, we, we just see that as a freeway. We just see that as a pass. Like, okay, I got lucky. I could save this one for the next bitch. But no, because you saving on that is gonna cost you, possibly. And you can get lucky when you get lucky. That's, I think, the whole reason why uh, Pharrell jumped on that fucking track. Not here to get lucky. But whatever. Um, but I guess, you know, STDs, fucking. This next thing that I wanted to bring up kind of goes in hand-to-hand, especially when you think of, you know, putting on a movie. Um, You might think, you know, if it has, like, full-on nudity, it's going to allow for the ahem, you know, part to explore the sexuality, um, you know, fun. Uh, But it doesn't always turn out that way, especially if you're trying to butter up, right? Let's say you're trying to do the old uh, Netflix and chill shit, which I know, I mean, it's a joke that's been, I guess it's been a few years now since it started. I forget what kind of compromised or comprised of that because I know before the Netflix and shit, I was always attacked. You know, my movie's on deck. Okay, gotta put on something funny. They say the bitches love, love scary shit, but that was never my way into scaring someone's pants off. That just it wasn't me. But whatever, you know, whatever gets, you know, bold or helps you find that lost remote. Um, but you'd be surprised that the Netflix actually has some, like, borderline porn shit on there in the catalog. And in some of these, you know, were made... I, I don't know if it, if it made it past the censors or if they just, they don't require, like, X ratings, but some get pretty damn dirty. You know, you put on a fucking full-on porn, that might interest a bitch, that might not. Because think about it, you're showing her a motherfucking anaconda, and you might, you know, barely have a trouser snake. 
But uh, but if you could, uh, I, I found a list. Let me say that I found a list so that you could queue up on your Netflix. So that the next time that uh, you know it, you have that opportunity, you can take a look at these shits. And hopefully, if um, the algorithm is right, well then you know you'll you'll get to where you need to be without making too awkward of a transition. But there's a movie called Starlet. It was made in 2012. It was an indie drama about a 21 year old who befriends an 85 year old woman, and has the potential to be you know a real sweet film. Except there's a part where the main character and roommates are porn stars, and there's a legitimate triple X scene with actual porn star Zoe Vaz standing in as a as a body double. So it's definitely not one to watch with your grandma, especially this next one that and it's right in the fucking title, Nymphomaniac Volume One. And volume two. I will tell you, Shia LaBeouf is in it, so if you can't stand them, you could at least stand some of the digging that pops off. And again, it's right in the fucking title, so you know there's some TNA. But what makes this one so rough, and I mean rough with emphasis, is that there's an ex- uh, experimental drama about a woman, again, with a sex addiction, but it's also deeply disturbing and dark. So the director who actually filmed real porn stars having sex, then digitally, blah, 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 digitally, placed their genitals on the actors that's good use of cgi now if you have a complex or self-loathing type of relationship with sex then this will probably be your thing that's next one i've been wanting to watch i haven't yet but i remember hearing really good things it's called the blue is the warmest color so you know i was gonna be talking about some dykes it was made in 2013 and it was one of the few films on netflix with unstimulated sex so it's also one of the best because of it, because the the one the, this one, I guess you can actually watch for the story because it's a slow burn. It's a love story between two women, uh, but it's also between all the graphic sex. There's like a beautiful three hour love story that supposedly can move your soul. So we'll see about that again. That is next on my list. Uh, next one here around the same time frame in 2013 was called Wetlands. It makes you think something dirty. Now, this film is all about deep-seated trauma and sexual taboos. It's about an 18-year-old Helen who is all about pushing boundaries with her body until an unfortunate shaving accident sends her to the hospital. That's some deep-down shaving, but this, they say this film is pretty graphic and it features no real stimulated sex, but that there is a scene that involves four dudes and a pizza. So, again, you have to have, like, a dark sense of humor to, to enjoy it, but they're saying that it's surprisingly delightful to watch. So we'll see. Another one is Amorous, 2014, kind of going down the ladder, up the ladder, or whatever. And in order to fulfill their sexual fantasy, they're saying that four protagonists of the film move into a cottage of some old-fashioned partner swapping. And at first, it seems to work until a stranger arrives. Dum, dum. And the sex scenes in this flick are graphic, pretty realistic, so it'll get you there if you're there to get somewhere. Another one, again, no surprise in the name, Bang Gang, a modern love story. 2015, they're saying that life is a pretty born in a small town of France for a group of teenage friends when an innocent game of truth or dare turns a Saturday night party into an orgy. Hails ye! Anyway, the scenes, I guess, are stimulated, but still, it's uh, pretty sexy. As you would imagine, a French 
film uh, being. Uh, another one is called A Perfect Ending, which makes you feel like it's on some gay shit. 2012. Now, the premise is uh, this one is a pretty straightforward, and it's legitimately the plot line of like 90% of what you'll find on Pornhub. A middle-aged, privileged woman in a loveless marriage admits that she's never had an orgasm, so she contracts the services of a call girl named Paris. And uh, I a course, a bond, you know, forms between the two women. They cultivate into some sex, uh, passion, and a lot of soapy drama. So if you're into that, there you go. Another one here is called Fragments of Love. This one's back in 2016. This one goes a little bit deeper than just sex. So the movie's about a composer who tries to find the perfect woman, you know, that inspires him but also tortures him with her sexual past. I've been there. And if you got a fragile sexual ego and don't like knowing where your partner's been before you, this might not be a good one to watch, but it's the most realistic shits because just like how people bring baggage, motherfucking, that past can be just as heavy, depending, you know, on what uh, you're trying to play comparisons to, which I don't recommend for any relationship, but your mind can't help but wander sometimes. Another one um, back in 2014 called The Little Death. And this is about, a this is a, I guess, an Australian comedy film that deals with five suburban couples and their secret lives. So it's more of a rom-com than raunchy, but there's enough nudity to make, you know, make wonder where, uh, you know, you rented the movie from. So that's a good look. That way it's not so, oh, you bastard, you did this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm trying to plant some seeds because I'm trying to mow. All right. Next one from 2012, uh, and it's called, quote unquote, and they call it summer. And it's much like a nymphomaniac where the film graphically depicts sexual addiction and intense sadness. So the film's about Dino or Dino, a sex addict who can't have sex with someone he loves. So he seeks out one of her exes to have sex with her. What the fuck? Yeah, it's weird, right? But there's also a lot of unstimulated oral sex and nudity to offset the off-putting storyline, if that makes your dick real sad. Um, but speaking of sad, the year 2000, uh, Sacred Flesh. And um, just like the title like that, I mean, it's got to be porn, right? Somewhat, sort of. Anyways, this isn't a legitimate porn film, but it. The, but the production value, though, is of none-on-none nudity and storylines are easily taken from shit you see on Brazers. But they're saying that this, is, um, this isn't a great film by any stretch of the imagination, but there's something that needs to be seen. Uh, to be believed, because again, you know when you see the outrageous, just like a nun going on, and you feel like, all right, bitch, like really, a nun looks like you, but I don't know, that make you pull it off. It, it's enough to, again, it's depending on where you're trying to go with it. Get it while it's hot, right? Well, there's another one, 2004, and it's called The Life, What's Your Pleasure? And it seems like everything Denise Richards does is kind of close to porn. And, and she's a fucking baddie. For all her fucking life, she's always looked like that, and I feel like she's fucking ageless, but... I don't know. This one, again, it's, it's not any different. So you got a writer interviewing prostitutes, porn stars, and gigolos for her book. Uh, and if you didn't see enough of Denise during the late 90s, and this, will, again, will serve as a refresher of how good she'd be in other genres. But, again, if she was out there snorting fucking tiger blood while she was snorting coke off of Charlie Sheen's dick, I mean, you kind of you kind of put in a box, right? Another one, 2015, uh, Neon Bull. 
you know, you, you would think there's going to be some, uh, some real gay shit popping off in this one. But uh, Aaron Mar, who works at a Brazilian rodeo as an animal handler, um, you know, got his shits all out there. But he'd rather be designing clothing. Hmm. He starts a friendship with an exotic dancer to fulfill his career desires. And along the way, and there's probably one of the most erotic sex scenes with a pregnant woman in film history. And um, I will say just because, uh, and again, I've never been into like fetishes of, you know, like feet or, you know, in this case, like pregnant women. But uh, one of the things that I've always found the most attractive, and this is especially when my, my wife uh, was having my baby, that she just, it was it was full on adorable from the waddling to just, uh, you know, needing of a breath or a break and there's some shit real beautiful with that. So the fact that motherfuckers bastardize that shit, fuck all of y'all. But again, whatever tickles your pickle, then go on and do the dickle, right? Another one here with a very straightforward name, Sex and Lucia. This movie's in 2001. It's a Spanish film about a waitress whose boyfriend disappears, so she moves to a, an isolated island and encounters two strangers. Um, beautifully shot, genuinely erotic, and uh, it ends incredibly darkly, so you, you gotta have that when you're mixing so many eggs and batches. And uh, we, I'm almost done with this. Another one was uh, student services. I think it was about 2010. Doesn't really tell me here, but it was about a young student slash prostitute that goes her whole life servicing ugly clients and making love uh, to her boyfriend. And there's not much of a plot on this one, but there's a lot of French sex and minimal subtitles, so you don't really miss too much. Cause you can't miss a titty. That's, that's the most important thing. When you've seen a, f- a feature film, you want to see what's going on, but you don't want to look wet from the titties. Uh, back in 2009, which just always makes me think of American Beauty for whatever reason, what we called Romance. And this is uh, one is like a hair's breadth away from being a legitimate porn as it stars actual porn star Rocco Sifredi. Anyways, this art house film from France uh, has extreme explicit and unstimulated sex scenes when a woman who is unsatisfied with her sex life goes out to find satisfaction. So that's definitely a um, hose off her leash, sort of niche thing. And, and I remember one of the first films I remember seeing that kind of took it there, and it was back in 01, was when we called Itu Mama Tamien. Now, this is uh, definitely an erotic comedy, and it's easily, again, like I said, one of my favorites on the list, because there, there's about two men on a road trip with a sexually liberated woman, freshly divorced, ready for a good dickin'. And sure, there's a lot of graphic sex, but there's also great performances and emotional death. Again, definitely a coming-of-age tale. And also, one of the dudes on the current Star Wars films. I don't know if he got his start on here, but it's definitely where I remember him from. So it's always a good fucking look to just see the see the um, the evolution of some actors. Another one back in 015 is called Love. And uh, this one's the most graphic sexual films as of late. And this is about an American living in Paris who enters a highly sexual and emotionally charged relationship with a woman. And unaware of what it'll do to their relationship, they invite their pretty neighbor into bed. And this film is deep, it's dark, and very erotic, as it should be, right? Next one, again, very in the nose, 
Angels of Sex, Back from 012. If you're into fluid sexual identities and subtitles, then this motherfucker will be your jam. Because if you ever known the difference between jelly and jam, you can't really jelly a dick into an ass. But anyways, we've got a struggling student who loves his girlfriend, but she inter- is interested in another guy. So how far would you go to satisfy your partner and yourself? And I've always... Not to say I've always, but I've I've been curious because I've I've heard stories of like um, and mind you I'm not into you know fucking kiddly fondling or bullshit, but I always was man interested when I would see or hear stories of men wanting to you know predator some younger woman and then the girlfriend being so much in love with him fucking helping lure the bitch trap the bitch you know what i'm saying all because he gets his rocks off to it and she loves him so much she wants him she wants him to be happy like how does the fuck does that happen how can i convince my woman to get a girlfriend and have me get to enjoy those things i don't fucking know uh, but just like anything, there has to be rules to it. 2013, there was 10 rules for sleeping around. Uh, and this is a screwball sex comedy that follows two couples and the rules about open relationships and their sex. And uh, this is more raunchy than, you know, porn-ish. But there's a lot of nudity to be had, which is always nice. You want to enjoy. Uh, so nice, last one here, I'll throw in here. This is back in 2010. Uh, it's called Room in Rome. And uh, it's about a young Russian woman on a holiday in Rome prior to her wedding where she meets a new friend and sparks fly. The two women begin to become intimate over the course of the night and discover more about themselves. So, again, into, if you want to throw the Leslie thing out there, y'all might want to start with this. I mean, if it ain't already obvious that you a butch dyke, this might be the way to slip on in. Especially if you ain't and you one of them stems. I don't know. It's just a recommendation. Take it with a grain of salt and some tequila. <laughs> Yo, so just to kind of keep things moving along, shit you might have heard about, uh, especially if you spent any time on the internet, you probably heard about and argued over the certain uh, viral sound clip of somebody saying Laurel or Yanni. Uh, this shit pissed me off. I'm thinking, by what conspiracy gods are they fucking making us listen to this shit? But I'll get to that in a second. Um, this guy, actor named J. Aubrey Jones, is recorded saying the word Laurel. Some people swear that uh, they're hearing him say the word Yanni. That's what others are insisting. But for Broadway and television, again, actor J. Aubrey Jones, uh, when he hears himself, he at the same time is confused. Now, Jones did some voice work for Vocabulary.com, recording more than 36,000 words for the website back in 07, including the word Laurel. And apparently that is the source audio for the Laurel Yanni viral clip. These niggas were digging in the crates to try to fucking make this internet craze. I don't know how the fuck it works. I don't know how it happens, but he said when he was first, uh, when he first heard the recording, it was on a Wednesday morning on TV and he was putting himself together and he did not recognize the voice at all, according to what he told the weekend edition of Sunday's weekend edition. (laughs) And um, I guess after receiving several phone calls and texts, emails from producer at the vocabulary.com website, and I guess according to other friends as well, they explained that it was his voice and that he was, you know, creating all the fucking brouhaha 
And uh, Jones says that the act, that he actually hears the word Laura, but again, when he listens to the clip of his voice, he swore up and down that he heard the word Yanni. Now, uh, Jones, who is close to like three decades of a Broadway career, includes a run on the, as an understudy in the musical of Cats. He appeared on TV shows like Michael J. Fox Show and Gotham. And again, now this shit has got him going viral. Now, one of the things that I'm curious about, because it is definitely from other cats that I've heard this shit from, it's a matter of compression. So anytime you hear something online, it's been compressed, I don't know how fucking so many times, to try to take up as little amount of space as possible. That's sometimes why you have a shitty video or why something takes a million times longer to buffer uh, because of, again, the size of the file which I'm pretty sure y'all are already aware about, but I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Now, that compression can definitely heighten or lower a pitch of something. Now, I actually heard, you know, <laughs> I was listening to the fucking radio. It's the only reason I, I dwelled into how deep they were trying to speculate into this. But when you change the pitch of something, that's going to change what, what it is you're hearing. Again, a lot of times, let's say like in a fucking Kanye West sample, you can still hear exactly what they're saying. It's just it's gonna again try to match it, beat match it to you know whatever fucking fucking bass and clap you got going on, right? That's the basic premise of it. But again, some things can be altered, and it's gonna just affect you a certain way. Now, my conspiracy theory. So, for all of y'all that are into conspiracy theories, I definitely want you to put your fucking tinfoil hat on and. You know, say maybe fucking take a little fucking smoke with me. Matter, matter of fact, let me light it up real quick. Just give me a second. And of course, my baby's gonna be crying once I fucking spark this bitch up. And I'm trying to fucking get on some deep shit with y'all. But, uh, my theory to this shit, ring the alarms, my peoples, is that there is some kind, however it is that the government or whoever even above the government is trying to process shit, they're figuring out that depending on the pitch that you hear something is going to depict how you ingest it and if it saves to your memory banks. Now, fuck with me. When it came to um, Hillary Clinton, obviously you're in a stage, you're fucking you're performing, you're having to, you know what I'm saying, take it up a few notches. Her voice got real fucking scratchy, real goddamn annoying, you know what I'm saying, to some, which is probably the last thing you want to hear when you have a fucking, you know, woman or wife that's fucking bitching your ass up and down the street. The last thing you want to hear is a fucking other bitch raise her fucking voice talking about shit that pisses you off. Foreign policy, money, school, Medicare, what fucking have you. You know what I'm saying? It was just unfortunate for her. You know what I'm saying? Had she been sexy or had a different kind of voice, that could have changed things. I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to get into that topic. I'm just trying to make an example. So, if we can, and mind you, when I say we, when we give our information away online due to whatever social media that we like to use that we don't have to physically pay anything for, but again, they get all our, uh, you know, information, and Lord knows what they do with it. The ads that they put on there by you just walking past a certain fucking store, email alerts, or fucking whatever. And, I mean, if they have all this information on how to sell us, can you imagine if they know at what frequency to have something in, uh, have us ingest something so that, again, not only can that seed fucking properly land and be watered and grow, but it becomes something that, again, is going to be something that we move forward with? Can you imagine the shit they can make us do? Could you imagine the fucking shit they could sell us on? Like, 
I mean, if you don't already believe, like, in, like, Russian sleeper cell sorts of shits, I'm pretty fucking sure what the music we listen to. There has to be some kind of thing that's soft-wired. Or, I'm saying, not there, there's some kind of hard wire that we have inside of us that has to get fucking triggered, whether it be with a noise or a sound or a fucking catchphrase or panimation, whatever the fuck you want to call it. There has to be something like that that's going to trigger us. Because I know uh, with my oldest, there's just certain things that he does that, again, I myself, you know, do as well that pisses me the fuck off. So when I see someone else do it, of course it's going to fucking annoy me, you know? It's just that's the demon of the beast. And could be, but what fucking again? What just mind-boggling is that? Could you imagine it if that was used against us? Or could you imagine if this is a way of testing shit out? What do you fucking hear? Do you hear Laura at this frequency? Or do you hear Yanni at this frequency? By us doing that, I feel like it's just ingestions with it. So I don't recommend listening to it if you haven't already heard it, because honestly, it's a fucking waste. There's literally no point in it. It's a. It's kind of like think. Of the fucking is blue dress, gold dress, or white dress, whatever the fuck, from a few years past. It's that very same thing. They're wondering, what is the majority of people seeing? It? And then I'm wondering, is that majority the sheep? You know, like, ah, oh man, there's just so many fucking, so many things that plague my mind with that. That you gotta, you know, you gotta think a little bit deeper on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, it's pretty much understood that there's like a lot that we don't know about, like, space or the universe around us but there's people out there who made that their mission in life to educate themselves you know and of course us but since there's only a select few that had you know been to space or that you know felt the enlightenment and only the smartest and brightest get to know you know all the secrets of nasa um, I mean, there's bound to be some talk about the things that we don't know, right? And and with that, some of it's, you know, pretty mundane or scientifically over our heads. And there's a faction of people that have come up with some pretty, you know, wild conspiracy theories, whether it be about life, whether it be about space. And because there's they're too paranoid to believe the things that official agencies will say, because, of course, you could only say so much without it maybe being... Um, I don't know, like, I, I feel like we're limited on the truth that we have because some people, like, I think it was Jack Nicholson who yelled at it, somebody, you can't handle the truth. And truly, though, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, I think that's, that's, if ever was there a reason to lie, it'd be just because to ensure someone's sanity or heart, you know what I'm saying? Who's to, you know, make anyone the judge, the jury, or the fucking executioner? I mean, I don't, fucking ass, we have hierarchies for that, right? But even in uh, in that essence, like, that's, you know, I don't say communism. That's a, um, I mean, just, I mean, that's just fucking being Baba black sheep, you know what I'm saying? And, and we all fucking know how easy it is to fucking shoot a goddamn black sheep. So it's just, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It begs to be digged a little bit deeper. And um, as always, I always have my fucking list of shits. And I actually found some theories. Again, just because since I'm, I'm since I'm metaphorically being out there, well, then I'm going to be as fucking as um, literal as fucking possible. Allah, 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 Akbar, fucking the Bible and shit. But there's a theory 
for example, and I know all you heard about it, the Apollo moon landings being fake. Now, between 1969 and 1972, 12 NASA astronauts walked on the moon, and despite the photo and video evidence at the time, as well as updated photos of the landing sites, and people still call it shenanigans. Between wondering why we... Uh, there were no stars in the sky to like asking why the flags were fluttering to pointing to a strange shadows. People are convinced that it was all done on a Hollywood soundstage. I think they're trying to think that Kubrick had done it, right? Uh, but they're saying that it wasn't. And the answers are simple. There's no stars in the picture for the same reason why you don't see stars during the day on Earth. It was just it was too bright. The flags had metal rods sewn into them, and that would make them, you know, look good, or else they droop. And then the shadows were because of the radiation and the '60s era photography technology, supposedly. You know what I'm saying? It's like this is all supposed shit. Uh, now there's also a theory that NASA is a lie. Now there's actual people that believe that NASA's job isn't to explore say, space, but to generate space-based hoaxes that, again, are even like, I, th I think I, you might have seen hashtag NASA hoax or some bullshit like that, you know? People use this to claim that pictures from Mars and for Earth and space are all fucking CGI. Now, given that NASA's been launching stuff into space since 58, there's millions of pictures, debris, and artifacts from space that have been collected and archived, and I'm sure, you know, that the conspiracy is just full of hot air, as it would, right? And there's theories, and, and I think this is the most entertaining because of how ridiculous it sounds, that the Earth is flat. Now, again, it has to be one of the biggest, dumbest theories out there because the fact that there's a flat Earth society and morons who try to prove their idiocracy right that bogeys or fucking <laughs> bogeys <laughs> i think that we got to be now fucking it boggles the mind because flat earthers think that because the horizon is flat that there's no evidence of the earth being round that there's been provided by someone who's not even you know affiliated with nasa and the government or an agency and that it's all just a big lie now it it, there's no big conspiracy to convince you that the earth is a giant spinning fucking ball because it is because fucking science you know what I'm saying? Well, i won't get into that but motherfucking science dude like even i, I feel like all around the fucking world shit's never perfectly balanced like uh, besides you having a fucking table like nigga i don't know maybe i just work i, I live on some shaky ground i hope that's not a fucking foreshadowing or fuck it, he doesn't make a of anything more, but I don't know. Shit's always at a imbalance in my part, but that might be. I, I just blame my mama. Most people do. There's another one saying that there's a secret planet, Planet Nine, and that, that they're gonna kill us all. And that this is back, what was it? April 2016, there's an article in the New York Post that suggested that there's a hidden planet. At the edge of the solar system, which I'm not sure, sure if they're confusing that for the Pluto shit, because I think then they debunked that. I don't know, but they're going to be launching asteroids and comets in one direction, and while it's using its gravitational pull to mess with our solar system, all of which I guess would you know spell out our doom. 
where in reality there's no planet, nothing proven at least, and scientists and astronomers have found that the motion of some objects in the icy belt of Neptune seem to be affected by some sort of gravitational pull that, again, could be all because of, like, a dark planet that we can't see. But if it exists, it poses no threat. So, again, I don't know if that really debunks it or just allows us to kind of take that with uh, whatever. But um, there's some that believe there's a theory that there's alien research going on in Area 51. Now, this has been going on for a long time. It's like the super secret military base in the middle of Nomada Desert, and that has to be a part of conspiracy theory. Now, according to all the theories out there, there are mysterious lights, sounds, and occurrences, and and uh, a security, I guess, that's absolutely, absolute tight, right? Just, you know... Nothing, nothing, nothing. But yet, in reality, there was an experimental airfield in the 60s and 70s as a part of uh, Edwards Air Force Base, and they helped develop high-tech planes and spy planes for the U.S. military. So odds are they're still being used for that purpose and that they have every right to keep it a secret in the name of national security. So again, it's kind of like how like when something pops off in the news, and they tell you, or, you know, the officer's not able to release all the fucking facts because they're still trying to solve the motherfucking case. In the same respect, do you really think we want other countries, again, this being a matter of competition, again, for whatever state of, of it being a, for a profit reason? Surely it has to be because of the profits. It, they don't want others to, to get in on it. That and, of course, power, because there's any fucking one thing that fucking moves us, anyone in the fucking business world with a fucking hunger to take over, it's goddamn power. So you can't knock that. Uh, there's another theory that there's another killer planet known as Nibiru, and this makes me think of, like, the Marvel comic book villain's ego, the, the living planet and fucking Galactus. And according to a 1976 book called The Twelfth Planet, there's an ancient Sumerian um, cuneiform like tablet that like, claims that there's like a uh, like a malevolent planet beyond like Neptune's called there's Nibiru, Nibiru, uh, and that it orbits the sun every 3,600 years. And according to the ancient text, as well as the the few physics that the planet has set in the to collide in the world in 2003, well, that clearly didn't motherfucking happen. But the date moved on to 2012, and then yet yeah, we're still here. But again. Again, I'm, I'm going to go back to fucking to biblical text. We know not the time nor the day, but now no one knows, you know, when it's scheduled to hit us in the future. But astronomers are pretty sure, like, 100% that there's no evil planet that's going to hit us. Again, how the fuck can you prove that? How can you prove what's in it? And how could you prove, just again, because I'm still, even though I'm trying to debunk theories that, that I've reread, I also want to play devil's advocate. Imagine... With technology, with how we advance, how far we can go into controlling things. Because think about it. If we can manipulate Mother Nature, which, I mean, we got fucking lava and shit that we haven't been able to fucking stop. But I think that's for fucking good reason and hopefully to have tourist attractions head elsewhere. Uh, but again, that's another theory in itself. I'm not trying to get too lost in the theory upon theory and the theory. Um and hopefully I don't get too high to confuse myself. So I need y'all to pray with me now as, as, I, as I do this. Um... But if we can manipulate weather, what if we can manipulate how our fucking world moves? 
who's to fucking say that in the fucking earth core through all of its, I'm sure, reach rich fucking resources from for some fucking where, if we're not able to, like, if that's not the fucking mothership, and we can control where the fuck we're going. I mean, because if, if it's a matter of being able to easily beam, I mean, who knows if we can even install the bitch? And then I know that's, again, some uh, out there, man, type of shit, but would you not think that we can move our world because... You know, I mean, uh, just as much as we can fucking hop ship into another one that's fucking more uh, fucking fruitful. I don't, again, that's just some, that's just, um, that's just something out there. Again, you just, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just move on because I'm going to get lost here from what I'm trying to read. Uh, there's another theory that there's um, a face on Mars. And apparently back in 76, NASA Viking 1 spacecraft that took a picture of like a rock formation that looked like a face. And when the pictures were released, people started saying that ancient aliens on the red planet must have carved it out as some sort of like sculpture memorial. And that there was that definite proof that there was another intelligent creature on the universe. But instead of just a pile of rocks that cast shadows that make it look like a face, recently NASA released better quality images from 98 and 2001 that make it clear that the face on Mars is just a tick of the light. So it did not make for a very cute episode of uh, fucking X-Files, but, and, and it was funny too, because I, I think I just saw a picture of Pluto, and we barely had it like some pixelated fuck fuzz of a 1976 video game and it looks so fucking vibrant like you can see the red rock you can see the water like for fucking sure there has to be life that can live if there's you know air but i don't know that kind of stuff but i mean it's just some some i think as much as people want to go to the other parts of the country because it looks so beautiful to them and sometimes i see that kind of stuff sometimes i don't because you know you have brains of the big city or again just to live the perfect fucking country life like when i see shit like that pictures that just recently released again do you googles it uh it fucking mind fucking turn like see now that's fucking something beautiful that's something you definitely don't fucking see every day unless it is something totally once you zoom in it literally no it looks just like massachusetts that's some that's some fucking shit (laughs) but anyways there's another theory that talks about saturn's moon uh And then it's a fucking alien Death Star, which, again, totally fucking possible. But there's little evidence to this theory. And given that um, giant crater on the surface, what it, I guess, looks like is like a trench, like, around the equator. And people think that it's an ancient Death Star from some kind of Star Wars stuff. But, again, like I fucking said, why wouldn't you be able to control the bitch if it is fucking Earth? I mean, who's to say, you know, what kind of technology there would have been? I don't know. Another theory was saying that Saturn's hexagonal storm is actually alien technology. Now, first spotted when NASA's Voyager spacecraft flew in the planet around 1980, there's this bizarre six-sid structure shape or whatever the fuck on the planet's north pole now since straight lines aren't very common in nature there's a conspiracy theory that this is alien tech or like a gateway to hell or some shit now in reality supposedly it's a hurricane and scientists don't know why it looks like that but it's definitely natural for saturn but again some shit may not just be so natural to us so that very weird in itself is just like, mm, take that, come on now. 
Another theory is that every few centuries, there's a zero gravity day. Now, this probably be the most fun of them all, but they're saying that in late 2014 and early 2015, there was a storm that, sh that was shared on uh, social media that due to a rare alignment of the planets, everyone on Earth would experience weightlessness. Now, apparently this was uh, had been going on since the dawn of time, except there's no way that the Earth's gravity would just stop because not because no one would then become weightless for a day or so gravity i don't know like they they say that that that, that can't happen but at the same time if something were to fucking like because mind you we're in our own fucking pool but who's to say um that grab or that the whatever the shit in space whether it be the dark matter or whatever that it doesn't have its weight as well so I mean, you think about it, if if something we just you know they say oh man if the fucking if the stars align which I always hated that but just sometimes the stars fucking align and shit happens mind you could it fuck with our weight in itself I mean again I, I think everything has its own little pocket so that's not possible but I feel like in a fucking metaphorical way uh, some sort of uh, shits have to go kind of like when you like when you catch all green lights sometimes there's just you can't stop fucking momentum you could just transfer it so could you imagine just <laughs> kind of like playing pinball you just tilt the fucking bitch uh but anyways there's another theory that um the tongue suka event uh, it was because of aliens now in june of 1908 a massive explosion leveled 770 square miles of forest in Russia. And it's generally believed that this was to an outburst or because of an outburst of asteroids that there was no impact crater and that there were aliens. But in 2004, a scientist went to Siberia to explore the site and definitely prove the cause of the explosion. And they came back to say it was possibly extraterrestrial, but that it wouldn't offer any proof. So it's probably bogus. But then again, like, what do you do when you crash? You get the fuck out of there. It's just an accident. They're looking for you, you know? I don't know. But then again, that sounds like a fucking cop out. So what can I say? And I'm getting out of here. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I look mighty big. But <clears throat> on to my next theory, nonetheless. NASA, NASA caught an alien ship uh, refueling from the sun. Now, this is pretty badass if you can think about it, but NASA currently has a fleet of space-gazing spacecrafts that, again, keep an eye on space weather and the sun, especially for solar eruptions. Now, in 2012, a video was captured that showed what looked like a UFO tethering to the sun. I don't know if y'all ever played tether ball, but that part makes sense, right? Now, NASA, when they went to when they went on to claim that this features something called uh, prominence, uh, and this is where there's a cooler and a denser plasma in the outer atmosphere of the sun, and it comes off to look like a real object. Now, I'm not sure on this one, but I mean. Come on now. Wouldn't that be kind of some badass shit? Like, yeah, I got to go back to the sun to fucking fuel up. Can you imagine the fucking line, like, on some Costco shit? What the fuck that would actually, like, hold? Like, we, we figured we'd see that more often, but I don't know. That That's out there. Another theory was that there was a human object on Mars. Now, with NASA's Opportunity and Curiosity rovers regularly taking pictures on Mars, it's and, you know, sending them back, which shout-out to Arizona, because ASU made that shit. There's a, and ASU is our, one of our party uh, colleges. Uh, there's a lot of images that get sent back to us from the Red Planet, and over the years, people have claimed that they've seen, that they've seen things. You know, they've seen animals, sculptures, spoons, or fucking goddamn Sasquatch. 
except none of the stuff is actually there. With all the rocks, 2D photos, and unfamiliar lighting, supposedly, just so happen to, I guess, project something that we recognize. So our brains perceive them in that way, and I guess they call that pareidolia. And I guess that's when the brain perceives meaningless images and random patterns, kind of like how you would uh, like a Rorschach test or something like that. So because it looks like something, we're going to automatically click to it being that. But just because something ain't what we think that it is, don't make that it's not what it is, what it's not. I don't know. <sighs> Another theory. NASA figured out how to travel faster than light, but they're just keeping it a secret. Now... For those, I mean, you know how Star Trek, how they go like fucking warp speed, and in Star Wars they, they go light light speed. Or, uh, you might find yourselves wondering if you know how soon NASA would would try to figure or develop that, because I know I fucking asked myself that. And thus far, they've created something called M drive, which has been created in a small amount of thrust, but it's also uh, violated uh, Newton's third law of motion. So given that it violates the laws of physics as we know them, nothing good can come from it. So they have yet to really wholeheartedly try to develop that fucking tech. But one of the creepy things that I always thought was interesting when I thought of like Star Trek and how like they'll beam you up, they take obviously particle from particle. You would imagine strand by strand, like it fucking is being sewn. And sometimes, like, when they've cloned, there's been certain things that were missing. Kind of like how when you take a copy of something, and take a copy of the copy and the copy of the copy, it's going to be that little, like, that defect. So you got to imagine that being able to do that to fucking, to flesh is going to be, or to human to a human body is going to be all the same. So, like, in a scary way, too, like, why wouldn't it be possible for, like, some kind of parallel universe type thing to have your evil doppelganger clone? Because, again... It can't be an exact copy of you. Snowflakes are hella fucking similar, but there's there are differences. So, again, how can there be a copy of one's soul? But, again, see, just, <laughs> there's so much. Um, there's another one talking about how there's uh, alien-made canals on Mars. And, I mean, according to, what's his name, author Parserial Lowell, writing back in 1800s, um, early 1900s, something like that, where, again, they saw canals on Mars built by, you know, ancient civilization and used his own telescope to uh, sketch out a map where the canals went and how they moved. And the one thing, I guess, that the caveat is that is that no one could find the canals today. And I mean, we have fucking higher-powered telescopes and satellites. Like, you figure we would see some sort of documentation on it. Uh, but then again, like, why? How couldn't they? They have been destroyed. I mean, if we if we have fucking ruins, who who knows at what time signature someone else, you know, somewhere else, some other planet, fucking beats on. But I feel like that's just a whole nother batch of crazy that I, I'll leave for another day. Hopefully, where I'm not fucking by myself and I'm just fucking talking into microphone, because uh, some would think that that's that's. Uh, Damn near retarded. Now, one of the things that I thought was mad retarded that I never really included as um, part of the show was a uh, topic of video games. Yeah, also for my nerds out there, especially since nerd culture, I think, is more acceptable now that you don't just have to be some pudgy motherfucker that came from a broken home that maybe didn't do too much exercise. So <laughs> your outlet was uh, that. But there is something 
beautiful about it, whether you're doing it just as, as a distressor, whether you're really wanting to escape into the world, or whether you just, your competitive nature is about how you can uh, apply mind over matter and do it in a way that maybe won't personally hurt you. Whatever it is, the reason why we do what we do is, you know, to each their own, you know? Whether you motherfucker that just plays FIFA and Call of Duties or whether you are really into the lore of story. One of the most uh, recent releases that... I, and I normally never get video games when they're brand new. Whether it be the Jewism in me that doesn't want to spend $60 plus tax is one. Another thing is the fact that I always... And again, this probably being a... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit... A cost-conservative factor is that I usually know that after so long, it's going to then get on sale. Or you can get it whenever which way. Like, for example, because my boy Jesus uh, was playing... Holy shit, the motherfucker's been loud. That's my baby, forgive me. He's walking around now, so he's just banging on walls. Give me attention. <laughs> One of the... Um, Games that I wanted to play with my homie was the new Dragon Ball Z. Which, if you're ever, if you're my age and you fuck with that anime or just you happen to catch it on syndication on regular TV, it became like your after school program. Uh, so there's just a little bit of love they have for one now because the technology shit looks. You know, just like the fucking cartoon and you're fucking beating ass and, of course, you know, you're doing it with a friend, hopefully, on the couch or now online, you know, find some fucking kid in Asia probably beating your ass because he lives and breathes and he's about that life. Well, um, I remember I caught that game and I saw that it was misplaced with the previous version of it. So naturally, I was like, nigga, $30, like that. I don't fucking mind because that's brand new. That's relevant. Let me get it. And uh, because I think it was at the Walmart, I was like, lady took pity because I made a sense of, hey, y'all put it in the wrong spot. Let me get that price. That is my notorious function for when I go to stores. See where they fucking misput something. Because people ain't perfect. This shit ain't done by robots yet. So you got to always appreciate human error. And at least I try to make it so that it fits my dividends. Uh, anyways. Most recently, because I did get the government god that uh, job, uh, the wifey, she's like, you know what? I'm a, she bought me God of War. And I say that because not only to, to flounce a little bit, but because I, I would have waited just like I did the last game until it was $10, you know, just because, you know, it, games take too long. And when you got a family and responsibilities, you can't let it consume you the way that it used to. But it's nice to have. And I'm a bit of a collector of sorts and whatever, whatever. Um, I got the game. And for y'all that are PlayStation Fam, uh, the PS4, and I'm pretty sure the new generation of games are probably going to have a remastered of it, but it's so fucking gorgeous. Just from a graphical standpoint, I mean, we're near the end life of the current generation of video games, Xbox One, uh, PS4, Switch is always a hybrid in between cases, not only because it's an actual hybrid system, but whatever, that's another point. Um, God of War... And again, they're rebranding it, so I guess it's restarting normally under Greek mythology, now under Nordic. And so if you're fat following the fucking wave of new Marvel films and you're fucking with the um, Thor and shit, that's the kind of lineage that it has. And now it's a deep fucking lore that comic books barely fuck with. You know, unless you really get deep into it, you're not going to see too much about it, even in the movies itself. Unless you're Easter egg hunting, and that's a whole other fucking type of nerdism. Anyways, this fucking game, it, uh, it, it's about Kratos, the main guy, who, again, is a god, especially in the other games. Um, and I haven't finished it yet, so I can't, I'm not giving a full review, but what's so fucking dope about it, especially me having my baby, um, his relationship with his son, who, again, is more his mother's son, but, again, he, this god, fell in love with this woman. So they're, they're, just, they're just so such deepness. And this kid about 10 years old, so there's a lot of um, what you see with most parenting of... Um, 
kid not listening, kid going off into his own shit, you having to teach him lessons, him getting himself in his own situations where he learns a lesson, like, all that is so fucking real to life, yet, again, you're in this magical realm where you're fighting fucking demons, fairies, and other nefarious fucking beings, and it's just, it's fucking dope, again, the, the controls are totally mixed up, so, if you were looking for the button smashing stuff fun that you had in the first couple God of War games, it's definitely there, it's just done more eloquently and it's tough as fuck if ever you all played this game i mean mind you i'm not i love games but i i'm not the best at them and there's definitely definition of it but you figure things out and you get better and i think that's the whole point instead of it holding your hand or it being on some fucking demon soul slash what do they call it now um Dead Souls or some shit. Fuck. It's the... You know what I'm talking about. They just had the the, the, the third one come out, and they're probably going to rebrand it. They're also the people that did uh, um, Bloodborne. I can't believe it. That shit's escaping me here. But anyways, it's not that kind of a masochistic sort of fucking torture yourself kind of game. It's just, you know, you got to learn how to use all the mechanics in it. So it's mad dope. Um, whether or not it's worth your $60 to just to be current and talk about what's in. Again, it was a gift. And it was beautiful. And uh, whenever I get it, whenever it's nighttime, I ain't gonna lie, there was a few times where the kids were fucking running around and I wanted to play it on the big TV. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> y'all getting to see. But it's it's ill. So if y'all in that round, I say do that. Um, if you're like me and you invest into the yearly subscriptions, that is the ability to even play online, which is funny because I hardly even play online unless it's like Fortnite or PUBG. Uh, but PlayStation have their PS Plus uh, thing as well as Xbox having their Xbox Live. Uh, in the same respect, they give a couple free games, which not so much free, but included with the package, and you get to hold on to these games for as long as you have an active subscription or the fucking you know hardware space. But a lot of times, you know, if you're like me and you, you're you're not about that life of having to buy the external hard drives, which you kind of have to, uh, but to dedicate one to a system, it's like eh, it's up it's up to you how much you want to hold at once, because eventually you could delete and ultimately fucking re-download. But anyways. Xbox right now they have a game that I had to hunt down uh, I got a dirt cheap but that didn't stop me from uh, trying to sell the bitch um, called Vanqu Vanquest Vanquished Vanquish there you go and uh, it's a Sega game and Sega got mad underestimated in its later years because it's not all the same team it's it's mostly just a brand but they came out with a really dope third person shooter that came out back in the Xbox 360 PS3 days and Xbox One being backwards compatible with a select amount of games that was one of them so it's definitely third person shooter ask robot type shit it's mad fucking dope mechanics are easy it's made by the platinum games which is the same folks who did um like your bayonettas and the original um, devil may cry so there's a lot of cool like not so much where it's hack and slashy but it's up front up close you know sort of battle but you get a shoot it's it, it's fun uh, i was tough and i got stuck in a certain part but i'm sure i'll come back to it again if you have xbox live it's free so one of the dope things or one of the shitty things actually I'll mention about Xbox and the current generation of Xbox One is when you play it backwards. Well, actually, no, every single game has to be downloaded on that bitch. So it'd be one thing if you had a library of downloaded games and then your own library of physical copies. It generally doesn't fucking matter because because you need to put that disc in that bitch. You still need to have that bitch downloaded on there why they have that security feature i can't comprehend or understand i'm pretty sure there's a reason for it but fuck them so now knowing that i don't need a physical copy anymore i can try to fucking you know sell that bitch which is always uh, i guess my nerdy point of holding certain games that are over a certain echelon 
whether they hold some person in my heart or whether I know they can be resellable or not. That's just my way of, you know what I'm saying, trying to, you know, squeeze the lemon for as much as it can, if I can get all the blood out the rock, so to speak. Um, so that's a dope game. And I think right now, I can't think of the other one that they have on there because it's some kind of um, Assassin's Creed shit that I didn't fuck with. Um, but that's the current one, so if y'all got that shit, fuck with it. There is, for the PlayStation, I, I think this one got me more excited because I haven't got to play it yet. There's a game called Beyond Two Souls, and if, if, again, if you're a PlayStation fan, you probably saw this. It's, it's, it's by the same makers who did, um, was it called The Rain or fall rain or heavy rain heavy rain is what it was called very storylined driven so like there's not too much action but again if you can fuck with it for the story to be and then interact with it just a little bit that's probably your thing especially if you're a fan of ellen page because they use her likeness to make this little girl which can kind of be crossword pedo in that same aspect actually I want to share a fun fact with you if I could bring this up because I wasn't expecting to say it, but since if you know if you know Ellen Page and how she kind of keeps her, um, I don't want to say her figure, but her little girlness, which can be terrible or whatever to you depending on uh, how you see things. And I'm only mentioning this because now you're of age, you're 18, you can hear this dirty shit. I'm sure you've heard of dirtier, but if you're born on June 9th of 2000, so mind you, you're 18 by now. Or you're going to be soon, so fuck, I don't know if this is considered statutory. I'm going to just say it anyway. You'll be 69 on June 9th, 1969. So, again, if you're born between June 9th of 2000, you'll be 69 on 6969. I'm just throwing that out there. Anyways, you play Zillow Page. That's something to check out. Didn't get the greatest reviews, but, again, any game where you're not really playing, playing is going to be going to get shitty you know or boring quick whatever uh one game that i will recommend though that is part of the the lineup for this month of games is rayman i think it's legends the definitive edition and if you've been playing any of the most recent rayman games which mind you they've been around since maybe 92 93 definitely 94 because remember there's rayman 94 or 96 man it's been out for a minute um you play as Rayman, who, again, you're just, think of, uh, like, Mario, it's a platformer where you're jumping from one thing to one thing, maybe smashing a couple shits, maybe figuring out a couple objectives, but point blank, getting from point A to point B, and finishing the level, and there's some things um, that are really dope, and I'm not sure if it's in this game, or if it's the one that came before or after this, uh, it must be the before one, because they just come out with so many revised versions, they're trying to make, again, as much money as possible, as business, um, they do, like, really fun, uh, they call it run runner games where you're, again you're trying to make it from point a to point b but it's doing it to a rhythm of a song so again you kind of kind of keep in rhythm and they did a mariachi version of eye of the tiger and oh my fucking god that shit blew my mind you could probably just google it just to enjoy it. and if you feel like that shit looks like fun this fucking game is a dope fucking game to get um one thing about one of my favorite systems is the nintendo switch both again your portable game boy but at the same fucking time something you can dock and play on your big screen and there isn't too many new games um that i can think of again because i'm not going to spend i'm not going to shell out 60 dollars normally and i went overboard trying to get the premier library like your motherfucking mario karts your um fucking Mario Odyssey, your Zelda, things of that nature. Uh, but they make really fun co-op games because, again, naturally the system has two controllers. 
combines into one full controller, but two old school ones if you wanted to take it that way. Uh, but they have, and again, just thinking in that old school kind of mentality, there's a game called Raging Justice, which is an homage and love letter to all the old, um, I guess you would call them beat 'em up games, where think of like Double Dragon, where you and another homie, if you wanted to, and you guys are just kind of kicking ass from, again, from point a to point b and it's dope because again it's keeping all those same old school mechanics so again you're having fun it's not too serious but they put it in i think it's an unreal engine so it's like it's 3d rendered so it just it looks modern and it's just fun to see them old with the new and i feel like that's just how shit is like especially right now there's so many fucking remakes like it's kind of ridiculous the shit that, that they were doing most recently we saw like jumanji and then we're seeing all the comic book ones. I actually sat, and I wasn't going to do it, but we it was a, a date night was due. And we're going to go see Infinity War, the new Avengers flick. And I was like, man, they're showing it every half hour, but I'm fucking sure that it's going to be sold out. Sure as shit. Went to one place, and again, it's it's on every half hour, but you, I couldn't get two seats together, even at the fucking nose-bleeding front section. Like, it was ridiculous, which lets me know it was definitely a stag night because the, the umbers were not even. And uh, I think we decided, like, fuck it, we'll just watch Blockers, which is a very fucking funny movie in its own sense, which it's supposed to be, like, cock-blocking because it's about a bunch of parents who are trying to stop their uh, teenagers from having some kind of American American Pie-esque sex pact, but it's with chicks, and John Cena's in it. So it's, like, it, it's, it's this mixture of shit. It was actually funny. And I bought tickets for it, and then we're like, all right, well, let's, let's go get some munchies somewhere. And then we realized, oh, look, there's another theater. Maybe we could just switch the tickets. Sure, sure, we were able to, and just watch it there. But they didn't have that movie there. They actually had Avengers. They had two seats. We fucking watched it. It was uh, pretty epic, but it's a fucking long movie. Like, honestly, as a fan, I'm just like, man, I, I, I should have just... Even though, again, we got there it got there without having to be there an hour early. Without, you know, so we literally just slipped on in, and, and I had two decent seats. Um, it's such a fucking long movie. Like, uh, like I fucking hit my little vape pen in that shit, and I got. And it was so funny because she called me by my government name out loud, like as if you would expect anything other of that kind of behavior. Come on now, we chilling, right? Eventually, the next week, I think we ended, or the next few days later, we're like, fuck it, we double dipped on uh, movie nights, and uh, we actually saw Blockers, and that a legit funny movie. I was thinking, man, Michael's, oh no, Michael Sarah, fucking John Cena, uh, you know his ass, you kind of. Total fucking opposite people. I don't know how the fuck I confuse them. Anyways, um, you know, he's always kind of the, you know, the awkward white muscle guy. But, uh, no, he was legit funny. He's, he, you know, he, he has the, he, you know, he knows what he's working with and he does it. And uh, the supporting cast is fucking dope. The cute little chicks. The little girl that, of course, was a dyke, was a super fucking hipster. And uh, you just, you follow with the characters. You look past all the cliche parts. But, again, it was a fucking, it was a good popcorn flick. And uh, so if y'all out in the movies, y'all should see that. Actually, I was trying to go see Deadpool, but again, I didn't want to deal with all that bullshit. And I uh, actually saw um, a bootleg version <laughs> online, but the, the internet was so terrible. It was buffering so hardcore. I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. Um, especially because if there's going to be any CGI, you're kind of fucking yourself because you're not going to really enjoy it. If you're going to watch something like, I don't know, um, what was the one with uh, James Franco? Um halfway artist or the, some bullshit where he plays Tommy what's his name anyways you know if y'all devil boo ladies don't don't do it to yourself don't do that disservice to you fucking either you wait till that bitch is on DVD or you go fucking uh, 
fuck it and go and deal with the fucking public which you know with so much shit popping off i mean i can understand why you wouldn't want to be in that mix we actually have one of those um alamo draft house out here i, I don't know sure, i'm not sure if it's in phoenix or if it's in scottsdale it's in one of the our major metro areas and i i always think back to when that amy schumer movie i mean it happens again so often from batman to uh like I don't even know if the most recent one was Amy Schumer, but I know one of the Amy Schumer movies came out, which it wasn't even all that obscene. And some motherfucking white conservative dude fucking shot up a bunch of motherfuckers up. Like, you know, ugh. you don't want to ever have to live in fear because it has to be one of the most exhausting things. I know when 9-11 happened, people were in such like a coma state almost, you know, just letting the fucking days drag by and you can't allow the sadness sadness to take over you for that long i mean mind you i can understand grieving i can understand just wanting to be up in your feelings uh but hopefully you're only in those feelings for as long as it takes for you to see from a clear perspective you know from being able to see from another view because a lot of times we make the mistake of seeing shit in the same aspect that got us in this shit to begin with and how are you going to see something different if, if you're in that same mind state you know again that might be deeper than you would want to fucking hear but always take that into consideration when you find yourself in a situation again some things you can't prevent and some things you just you gotta fucking roll with the punches with you know what i mean <laughs> I really don't know you know when our time's gonna happen i hate to sound bleak and fucking uh bible-y and shit like that but some things again you just don't fucking see coming like most recently in the there was a sea chewing or sea chin airlines co-pilot who got fucking sucked halfway out the cockpit window and i guess it will i guess what was a seemingly routine flight from southwestern china to tibet turned to hella chaotic with a fucking windshield burst open in midair and again it sucked out the fucking co-pilot so you really you never fucking know uh you know when this fucking happened and, and in the same essence like it makes me think like well what would you fucking say what could you say? What is there enough time to say? And I've done a segment already where I talked about famous last words, but uh, an uncle of mine, an uncle was a piece of shit, and no offense to him, God forgive me, uh, but he was in a car accident, and he was with uh, some of my cousins who were around my age, and uh, they were in the van or whatever. I don't know where they were going, but it's before he fucking hit this other car or crashed into some shit, whatever the fuck was going on. He looks to my cousin Gustavo, which he called him Gustavito, and he goes, Gustavito. Ya lo cagamos. And that means, like, we f were fucked, right? <laughs> Before he can say fucked. I mean, really, literally, meaning more like we shit ourselves, but in the same essence of fucking ourselves. So the fact that, I mean, I think he's still alive, but the fact that that was his last fucking phrase, his last sentence out to the world before, you know, maybe meeting up with God, I thought that was fucking hilarious. And it's poetic in a way because whatever life right and um so again i wanted to to relook into another list of uh, famous last words by people who were on some poetic shit for example ernest hemingway before he killed himself he told his wife good night my kitten fucking master my nigga um an another one came from jane austen in response to her sister cassandra who was asking her if she wanted anything she said i want nothing but death I don't remember how she died or why, but sweet fucking release, man. That's why this shit shouldn't be illegal for those who have done courses or, you know, signed proper paperwork. But um, another one uh, by um, J.M. Barry. He was the writer of Peter Pan. He said, I can't sleep. And 
what better fucking way, right? God, the irony. Um, the writer of Wizard of Oz, L. Frank Baum, he said, now I can cross the shifting sands. Nigga, Star Trek. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, who, of course, you just one of the greatest poets, writer of uh, Macabre, he uh, said, Lord, help my poor soul. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm dumb. Um, Thomas Hobbes, an English professor, said, I am about to take my last voyage, a great leap into the dark. Did he really say that? I don't know. I want to, I want to believe these things. Um, Alfred Jarry, or Jarry, a French playwright, said, I am dying. Please bring me a toothpick. Hunter S. Thompson, a famous journalist, he said, relax. This won't hurt. Um, Henrik Ibsen, Ibsen, he's a Norwegian playwright, and he goes, on the contrary. Mm. Um, Anton Chekhov, a Russian playwright, says, I haven't had champagne for a long time. Bless him. Uh, Mark Twain, of course, um, famous writer. Uh, he had, was talking to his uh, daughter, Clara, and he says, goodbye if we meet. Never said it again. Uh, but John Cacatel, he was a French poet. I think he was even a fucking uh, author and filmmaker. Or I think it's fucking says it right there. Since the day of my birth, my my death began its walk. It is walking towards me without hurry. Because it's inevitable. Washington Irving, of course, uh, American short story writer. And so much, I don't know so much more. But he says, I have, my, I have set my pillows one more night. When will this end already? Leo Tolsby, a Russian author. But the peasants, how do the peasants die? Nigga. Uh, Hans Christian Andersen, a famous Danish children author, says, Don't ask me how I am. I understand nothing more. Charles Dickinson, you know what's up? Uh, he goes on the ground. H.G. Um, Wells. I guess he didn't realize that his heart attack would prove fatal. Uh, and he has all the right, but he goes, go away. I'm all right. That's one of the scariest things, too, when I was doing my training. I had to do CPI and CPR. And man, I'm wondering, how many struggles have I fucking had in my life? And he's looking at my Twitter, if y'all want to read about that. Uh, Jonathan Wolfgang von Gothen, a German writer, says, more light. Hopefully he saw the light. Uh, W.C. Fields, an American comedian whose mistress was named Carolata. He goes, God damn the whole fucking world and everyone in except you, Carlotta. That was his bottom bitch. Um, Voltaire, French writer, you know what's up, uh, was asked by a priest to renounce Satan. And he goes, now, now, my good man, this is no time for making enemies. Fucking A. Uh, Dylan Thomas, a Welsh poet, said, I've had 18 straight whiskers. I think that's the record. George Bernard Shaw, an Irish playwright, said, Dying is easy. Comedy, that's hard. And uh, I'll end this one off here with uh, Mr. Um, James Joyce. He was an Irish writer. I imagine he was drunk. You'd have to be. Does nobody understand fucking death? And honestly, Fucking how could we? How could we ever, um, you know, but have what ifs, you know what I'm saying? But a famous uh, black bitch, or not famous, <laughs> a co-worker of mine, she was she mind state, like, on the ass. She was on the toes. Uh, 
Anyway, she had said, if ifs were fifths, nigga, we all be drunk. <laughs> so with that, I will um, bow out gracefully here and thank y'all so much for listening to the show. There's no more bigger dedication than uh, than to life and hopefully that in which, uh, you know, we have happened and when something happens again to, for, for you to do, may the forces and gods be with you. Um, if ever you want to become a producer of the show, by all fucking means, y'all can go to www.patreon.com slash soulpapo. Again, that's S-O-U-L-P-A-P-O. So again, if you ever want to get at me on most social medias, uh, you can get at so Bopple, again, that's S-O-U-L-P-A-P-O. Hopefully one day, come at you with another show. Uh, if the Lord permits, you know what I'm saying? You'll hear back from our boy, Arizona Verse. And uh, hopefully on to greener pastures, bigger figures, and more blowjobs. Hmm. Uh, again, this has uh, been great to talk at you. Hopefully y'all can talk to me. God bless and be with you. I'm out. I came. I love singing and dancing. Hi, you folks. Fifty cents, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> well, it's a great price. It almost makes me wish I had a dick for you to suck. What oh, dick? That is a yes. <laughs> you two are the most decorated offices in this department. What do you say? Looks like a rubber gone wrong to me. This wasn't a robbery. This was a hit. Welcome. Someone out there <gasps> is killing puppets. Hey, handsome. You looking for some rotten cotton? I'm a woman. That's okay. Yeah, that's even we better. Got a good time for you. <laughs> We're gonna catch the bastards who did these murders. Those bodies are gonna start piling up. You're one of the best damn cops I've ever seen. I'll have your badge for this. I'm in the fucking FBI. Oh, yeah? What's that stand for? Fucking big idiots? Uh-huh. This shit gets crazy. I'm gonna go crazy as shit. God, are you all right? I ruptured my hymen. This pure ecstasy. I'm not doing this. Do it. Oh, sorry about your dead human friend, Phillips. Good shit. Well, fuck me. Maybe. He's servicing a client. Is that what I think it is? Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Oh, 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 oh,